The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Oh, and the absolute? Dude. In both. It's so all glycerin crap, and fucking... Yeah. I think it's glycerol? It's glycerol. Gly- gly- I say glycol. It's glycerol. I think it's glycerol, yeah. But it's like a glycerin derivative. Like Grey Goose is the worst about that stuff. It can't... See, it's... Di- Grey Goose is different now. When Grey Goose first came out, it wasn't like it is now. I'm sorry. No, but, it but it's... I think it's... But it was the first textured vodka where you can, like, roll it around in your mouth vodka. Before yeah. it was just get it down. Get it down. Yeah. And Grey Goose was like, oh, this has, like, character. And then it turned into well, it was, it be, and then whatever it, it is right now. It went from Grey Goose to Sky, which Ugh. is horrible. I, I don't even trust people who buy Sky vodka. Like, I knew people that that was their shit. Well, they're bad people. Right. They we turned know, out to be We know people. this. They turned out that they're But they thought they were... People. Fancy drinking. That they were being all fancy. My favorite thing as a bartender was people Disgusting. ordering Grey Goose and Sky um, Bloody Marys. And I'm just like, all... Just order Smirnoff. All day. Yeah, will, of course I'm going to charge you for it. I will make you these but all day, you absolute idiot. You're a moron. Yeah. What's in your well? Great. That's it. You don't even... It's a Bloody Mary. Don't answer. Hey, what's in your well? Great, man. It's going to taste like black pepper and Worcestershire. I hate Bloody Marys. You know what I mean? Thank Are you a Bloody you. Mary guy? Fuck. No. Worst cocktail ever made. Have we ever talked about it's that? It's cold tomato juice. It's it sucks my balls. It's cold pasta I've sauce. tried every fucking iteration of a Bloody Mary with a cheeseburger on it, with this on it, with it's... that. Super spicy, green chili, fucking this. That. It tastes like cold tomato sauce. I don't like it. If... If you wake up and you need a Bloody Mary, you need to look at your life. Well, number one, you're in 1996. Yeah. So you've time traveled. Yeah. Right? Apparently. It's it's awful. It's, it's awful. an awful drink choice. They are gross. They're the most... And over- putting a top shelf or mid shelf vodka in a Bloody Mary is hysterical. Well, it's the same people that do... They do that with everything they drink, where they think it's going to be fancier... If they fuck with it. Yeah. Like, somebody who would order, like, a Pappy's fucking Old Fashioned or something. Well, yeah. I, I had a girl. Which everybody... We've all had those people, yeah, right? Yeah. I had a girl that ordered Whistle Pig Old Fashions every time she came in. And, and she, she thought, thought of, like, great. four of them. And, and she thought, it's fancy time. But I'm like, okay, like, that's $200 in drinks. Right. But if you just ordered the Whistle Pig so, with a rock or knee... I'm here for you, baby. That's what's up. Well, no. You charge them up the dookie hole yeah but that's not the point yeah. like you just want to sit him down and be like hey some don julio margarita person oh those oh. Are, well they're all over 60 years old oh because don julio is like the absolute yeah where that was the top shelf fucking tequila forever yeah. right and then everybody figured out it's dog shit and caramel 
additives and yeah. fucking everything else. How much is a bottle of uh, the the Añejo? No, the fourteen eighty six. Oh, the fourteen ninety two. Yeah. Um, I think probably hundred ninety five at least, right? Yeah, it's not that much more than that. Yeah, but it's still like a twenty dollars shot of vodka. Hundred percent. No tequila. Or sorry, the tequila. But I've... it's stripped. Okay, so what you're saying is, I want an alcohol. I want you to remove everything that that alcohol is out of the alcohol. Yeah. And let's see what happens. Yeah. So let me get bourbon, turn it back into water. Yeah. And then sell it to you. That's how dumb people are. Yeah, they're pretty that's dumb. What, that's what that alcohol is. It's, but you know what? For five years, we've been doing yeoman's work on this podcast, trying to tell people... <clears throat> Can I get a Bucci? ...how to get into good alcohol. <clears throat> yes, sir. Woo! And we're not always like... We don't always have the best taste. Well, that's not what listen, we're saying. It, it, but we do have the best taste for things that are going to not like break your bank and make you look yeah, like an it's, asshole. Look, all of this is subjective. Everything we talk about, movies, music, booze... It's all different depending on who you are. Now, that being said, Bobby and I were talking. There are universal truths. Yes. There are things that everybody who enjoys movies or music or booze or art will universally almost agree upon. Yeah. You're going to get outliers. You're going to get yes. people that say, I don't like this well, movie. Well, well. I, don't, I, don't, I don't like Godfather. You're going to get those people. Sure. They're around. They're just not right. And they're very few. <laughs> but no, you know what I'm saying. Like, no, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. you can't have laws, Sakal Rye, oh. and tell me that's bad alcohol because no. you're wrong. You're wrong. Right. So that is objectively it's wrong. A beautiful rye whiskey. There's nothing to talk about, and anybody who enjoys whiskey will tell you that. A hundred percent. Now, I don't like certain things. If like, you don't like that whiskey, you don't like whiskey. I'll give you a perfect example. I don't like musicals. Okay? We're going to talk about this. So, if if you're a musical theater person, which Rex is, which my beautiful daughter is, they're both very, very, yeah. very down for their musical theater. If they like something, I have to kind of go, okay, this is your world. Because yeah. I don't like it. No. But I'm glad you do. I just don't want to fucking see it. Right? So I think yeah. when it comes to esoteric... I take a little harder tack on yeah, that. <laughs> when it comes to esoteric things, when it comes to things like that that are specialized, hyper-focused things, you're going to get people that just simply don't understand it or don't like it outright. Yeah. But if you're a, a fan of... Um, if you're a fan of alcohol and say that you don't like what we're drinking right now, which we'll tell you about. We will. And you like this type of spirit and you don't like this you're wrong you're wrong i don't know what else to say you're there wrong. has yeah. with everything going on in the world there's got to be some sort of baseline there right? are some absolutes thank you which except is a, absolute which is a horrible vodka it's a horrible vodka <laughs> <laughs> the best the only thing that is absolute is that it's horrible is vodka. that absolute sucks by the way if you don't know and you drink it it's I'm sorry. Somebody fooled you. If you order Absolute at a bar, I can guarantee 70% of the time the bartender is side-eyeing you. No, he's just, he knows you're a, a mark. Y yeah. You're, you're a, a mark. Huge mark. Yeah. You don't know good alcohol. Let's play clackers. And you should listen to this more. <laughs>
You know what? Because you, wanna, you could save yourself two bucks a shot and order Monopolova. And be so much happier. So much happier. And so much less hungover, by the way. It's Just such saying. a better alcohol. Um, funny story about Absolute. I don't know how bad Absolute is. I just heard this today. I'm, I am I like listening to weird, obscure shit while I'm working or I'm working out or whatever. So I was listening about this guy that was like the, the dawn of dawns in uh, Russia okay. as, as a gangster. Right. So from the 70s, from the dissolution of the Soviet Union, he was in Ukraine, but his base was in Turkey. And then he like had his hand in drugs, money laundering, prostitution, like armaments. Nuclear uh, waste dumping. Wow. Like, this was... When he's you think of a Russian gangster, he's a, he's that's a guy. this guy. And one his of his... His name was definitely Igor. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was something really kind of like more pleasant. Oh, okay. His name was like... They called him Uncle Sevi. Ooh, I like yeah. that. Just Uncle Sevi. His name was like Sevanchananaya. Sevanchananaya. <laughs> um, but... One of his best scams was he had a scam that he would, he took old Absolute bottles, filled it with bad vodka, and every truck that he shipped with cases, they said he made in a month, I forgot how long the scam ran, but it ran for like, like a year. Yeah. He was shipping this to Europe. Out of um, dissolute, you know, dissolved Soviet Union, so like Ukraine-ish, sort of. Sure. Uh, he was shipping, he was producing 18 million bottles a month. Whoa. And one truck filled with his fake absolute vodka. Bro. $2 million. Yeah. And this was back in the fucking, like, late 80s. Holy cow. And nobody caught him for a year. Genius. Ask yourself, why? Genius. Because they can't taste the difference. Because it sucks. It's horrible vodka, anyways. It's just some old Russian guy <laughs> pissing in an absolute vodka bottle. It might have been it better been, vodka. It might have been better vodka. If, sorry. Yeah. It, no, it definitely I know. was better. No. We have we have opinions on absolute vodka. Uh, Speaking of scams, yes, it seems like we live in a scam. Dude, this whole. Are you, are, would you be speaking of our American institution of government, Bobby Noyce? Our political space <laughs> seems like such a con job. It's the Price is Right, dog. It's amazing. It's the Price is Right. It's the worst circus that you'll ever see. It's the the saddest yeah. circus. Yeah. It's Il Pagliacci. It's mm. the crying clown. Um, it's it's <laughs> the saddest thing you'll ever see in the world. Uh, for all you opera fans out there, uh, we live in a. In, I'm sure we have a huge, huge of opera contingency. Madam <laughs> 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 Butterfly. Um, so, if you don't know, our representative in government, as we sit here today in beautiful Durangi, is um, the former. Is she going to keep the name? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What's her maiden name? Ooh. Whore. I, <laughs> it's like Denise Whore. Wow. That's her recursion name. <laughs> uh, it's Elizabeth Swipe Left. Yeah. <laughs> it's Dutch. You don't understand. Uh, Bobert is getting divorced after 18 years. After 18 years. After uh, explaining to other people that they should just work it out. I don't understand why women leave their men. I don't know why they just don't work harder and believe in Christ. That's a very famous quote from young Miss Bobert. That was like a year ago. Yeah. And she's not young anymore. 
Little bobes. Ugh. Gross. You still <laughs> say you hate fucker. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. Ugh. Uh, take that I, down. I, maybe five years ago. Take it down. I just... I, Bobby. Mm. No. Would it end in... Sorry. I stand by my would opinion. It, <laughs> would it end in some sort of Saw sequel? Because <laughs> otherwise, I don't want to hear about any of it, dude. <laughs> she is the grossest. Wait, she no, she's number two. Obviously, yeah. the neck... The neck is, is number one. The neck is she's, she's the most disgusting woman she's in America. Pound, pound for pound, horrifying. The most horrible person she's in America. She's disgusting to look at. She's disgusting to listen to. Yeah. She's a bad person yeah. from a bad family. We, we know who we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, the look neck. At, look at that neck. It's the neck. Uh, Bobert, eighteen years married to her. Um, I believe they call them um, uh, sexual predators. Yes. Now. Um, his pe- her penis exposed- registered sex offender. Yeah, registered sex offender. Her registered sex accurate. offender husband, and that's real. That's real, by the way. And uh, eighteen years of bliss down the drain. Yeah. So, a couple questions: Is it hypocritical for her to get divorced after protesting too much, or is she the hottest bitch on Tinder in Colorado? This is nuanced. Okay, we've got to talk. There's nuance to this conversation. One, I, despite she being the, her being the most despicable human being in Colorado. And she's an idiot. She doesn't have to stand up for any type of behavior that is abusive or denigrating or, so who knows? This guy might. Who do you think was abused in that relationship? I don't want to make. I just just no, postulate. I, I'm just saying. I'm not gonna make. <laughs> I'm not gonna make assumptions, and I'll be devil's advocate and say maybe okay. this guy took a poke at her one night because she was being quote unquote mouthy. I don't know. I couldn't see that. I don't know. I don't know though. Right. So I'm not trying to assign blame. I'm just saying that it's the irony and the um, sort of bold hypocrisy that comes along with her. Leaving her husband. You can't talk that much shit about everybody else's life and expect that's, that's it. Any discretion when you are so outspoken and shit about everybody to, else's to personal other women, choices to other women, but personal choices, yeah. not 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 political beliefs. Yeah, you're railing against other people's personal decisions. That when you make a personal decision that flies in the face of your own. I think she said something to the effect of Nancy Pelosi being married to an obvious gay guy or some shit yeah. like that. Like so, like, so your ex-husband's a pedophile. You know what Since I mean? we could just say words. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sure. Let's he just do it. By legal definition, a pedophile. Yeah. He showed his dick to underage girls. Yes. Last time I checked. That happened. I've, to my memory, I've never done that. And weirdly, I find myself maybe jumping to his defense in this situation. Well, oddly <laughs> but enough. But I don't know. He, I don't know. This wasn't, a, this wasn't a rational conversation that the two of them had behind closed doors about how the relationship was working out and maybe it's time to move on. You know, like adults do. Now, granted, I was in a really bad divorce. It doesn't always work out that way. You can't be amicable sometimes. That's fine. But eventually you learn how to be human, right? You learn how to be civil eventually. This man found out via like 
social media yes. that she was divorcing him. Gross, I don't know if right. it was exactly that, but it was it was definitely not from her. Right. It was and from a third party. It was from a third party. Yeah, and guess. not a yeah. lawyer serving him. Right. It was from a news-ish sort of right. thing. So she's practice what you preach. Now, as we well know, the Republicans never practice what they preach. They are never responsible for anything they've done wrong. If it's, 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 you know, the rules are for thee and not for me. Sure. It's always been that they make their own rules. They don't, you follow the rules. I don't because I'm a victim all the time. That's it. I've been victimized. MTG gets literally laughed at in her committee hearing, loses her shit. And then goes outside and Jamal Bowman, another congressperson who's outspoken, that's from D.C. She flies into D.C. DC and wonders why she gets all the hate. Because you basically called that city a bunch of fucking animals. So you fly to D.C. and then he's there going, what are you going to do to save your party? It's hanging on by a thread. What are you going to do? And now it becomes he's the scary black guy that intimidated me on that. And it's funny because there's video. So I don't. Yeah, you know, I saw that. How you build a narrative when there's literal proof on the other side. I like, saw the video. He was being... He was almost being, like, sarcastic and, like... Yeah. He was almost being, like, save your party. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? But it was never threatening. Never threatening. No. But she did the old white she lady... She did the Karen. The old white lady... She did the Karen. In the elevator. Yep. Grabbing black, her purse. Black guy across the street. In. So yeah, yeah. Yep. He's a threat. He's black. He's big. He scares me. Yeah. Which yeah. is such a gross narrative that I would I would hope. But that's what they want. That we could get over. And then that. and then they say and then she goes out to put a finer stamp on the point. She equivocates a person calling a white person a white supremacist with somebody calling a black person the n word. She in her brain. This is the same thing for her. That's a very yikesy thing to try to equivocate. Well, pure <laughs> pure cringe. Yeah. Pure cringe. Pure cringe. And we're going to talk about cringe. This whole episode's about cringe. This is all about cringing. She is the cringiest congressperson. Okay, Paul Gozer, another congressperson. Neo-Nazi as his campaign manager. Proven. Don't want to talk about it. You got fucking Jim Jordan, who cringe. is... One of the cringiest guys in the world who the, will literally the, change his mind in the middle of a sentence to cover his own ass. The Ohio, the Ohio State stuff, so cringe. Dude, the guy, the guy that flies across the country to talk about the crime rate when the crime rate is his own state is triple the rate of the fucking town he went to. Yeah. By the way, crime who has been going protected down. protected rapist while he was... He's, and still does because he votes for Donald Trump. Touche. Touche. Matt Gates, cringy, 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 sex trafficker. I mean, honestly, like, like this isn't on. like we're throwing disparaging oh, Alleged sex trafficker. He's never been convicted. No. But we, we all know. But his Come best on. But his best friend who was convicted ratted him out. So yeah. I'm sure that that was... He was just lying. Yeah. Well, um, this is... It's a cringy time in American politics. I think that we have become... Um, making fun of Fetterman for having a stroke. That is so cringy. Like, Fetterman wears hoodies. Yeah. That's why he got elected, by the way. And it, No, I know. He's relatable. Because he's relatable, right? He, he had a fucking stroke. He's fully able to communicate and talk and be an intelligent human being. That's 
on the level with everything that people 100%. that treat him medically have said. Yeah. Um, he's perfectly capable of carrying out his job, but we're going to basically create a whole nother subset of um, people to make fun of. Oh, no, it's 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 somebody to point at and laugh. Yeah. I mean, Trump did it during his speech when he made fun of somebody that was physically impaired. What are we doing? Like, it, They love it, dude. That, that Trump town hall, by the way, if you're out there, and I know hopefully none of you watch CNN, do not give them any of your viewership anymore. The fact that they tried to ape a town hall from Trump for ratings yeah, is the most rough. disgusting, um, transparent piece of business i hope i and they have suffered accordingly but what a bad move and then they try to run it back and try to explain it we're just trying to show and meanwhile there was no fact checking there was nothing done on air it was disgusting that you gave this guy an hour to speak sorry but you're disgusting um you look at that town hall and every time he did said something like you're a nasty woman oh my god they clapped and cheered and laughed they want this if they can go up and yell at a Down syndrome kid or fucking kick a, a poor black person, they would literally stand up and. Ch- I'm not. I'm not. This isn't hyperbole. No. They would. This is what these fucking. Pe- these are. This that. This is the crowd that went to watch gladiator battles. Yeah, this they is- love the destruction and the death and the fucking meanness. They, they live in this shit, dude. So. And we, we've got to move on, but it, it kind of creates this situation where you wonder why people fucking fall into it. and But it gives them license to be the worst version of themselves and just say all the mean shit that live. Because we all have it. We all have that mm. mean center of our skull where we're I like, know, Bobby. We, we, you and I both make fun I, of the wrong people sometimes. Because we'll just see a girl that's wearing fucking bell bottoms and Durango and we'll make fun of her. Listen, there's you know one thing with mocking somebody who's made a poor fashion choice. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? It, it allows people to be the worst version of themselves and, and, and kind of fall in love with the best of their, the worst parts of their nature. Well, they're human subreddits. Yes. They get to exist in their bubble, be mean, vindictive, racist, short-sighted, fucking <clears throat> absolute fucking tunnel vision pieces of shit and and they get nothing but get rewarded by the people that they associate with i mean think about it dude like there's ten, no checks and balances when you're in your own sub subreddit bubble 10 years ago we knew that it was culturally unacceptable to call people trannies and make fun of chicks with dicks and fucking do all which that. was an acceptable wasn't acceptable you know what I mean? Now, all of a sudden, that's a full-on acceptable. You could put that shit on Twitter now. What? And it's you could call somebody a chick with a dick. You can fucking make oh, yeah. fun well, of Well, now you can't because trans- Elon owns it. You see what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. No, no, like, no. I like, know what we've, you're saying. We've denigrated ourselves to the point where we've gone back. Now it's like well, something that we knew kind of quietly in our heads 10 years ago it was didn't not feel acceptable. Right then. It didn't feel so, right. So this is what I now think. you can just fucking do it. This is what I think. Well, uh, we can you can be a quickly. member of Congress and do it and get reelected. Yeah, I always go back to Howard Dean lost a presidency because he yelled. Yeah, one time, weirdly. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Um, the 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 thing that I always point to, and it seems to be the um, kind of st- 
the, the bare minimum of humanity is we overcorrect in every direction. Yeah. So we had a huge overcorrection in the late, you know, the late 2000s, 2010, 2011, 2012. We had a huge overcorrection where people were like, that's oh, so politically correct. I can't say anything. And I'm a comedian and they I can't play at a college. And, burr, 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 burr. It, and it overcorrected so much that it swung hard back in the other direction with Donald Trump and the people that listen to him that go, you know what? I am going to say these words because you know what? We're Americans and I have free speech and, and they're, they're hanging it all on constitutional amendments, which is fucking silly because none of them have read the constitution, but, but here we are overcorrecting. So I think not unlike a pendulum that society swings hard in directions and then settles down and eventually finds its center. Is this going to happen in 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, hundred years, two years? I don't know. But we never stay in the same pendulum swing right. for a long time. Right. And I'm all I can do is hope, and we, you and I talked about it, that MAGA's lost its steam. Feels kind of like it has. They can't get anything done. Their committees are abject failures. Nobody's going. They keep calling witnesses. They have nothing. They have no whistleblowers. They have nobody on their side. Donald Trump is an embarrassment over and over. He's now a criminal civilly. He will be a criminal federally pretty soon. And this is who they've hung their hat on. It just feels Fox's demise has started with Tucker leaving. It doesn't feel like, it feels like they're kind of, uh, painting themselves in a corner finally, and they don't really have any more ways out by virtue of media or right. policy or anything else. All their culture war shit has failed. Green M&Ms, and they're going to take your gas stoves and every other thing they come up with so that just funny. fails miserably so over and over and over. <laughs> um, it's going uh, it, to, there has to be an end, right? There has to be the final string you pull from the sweater. Right, but the nature of a pendulum means it's always going to come back, right? Eventually, we're just going to keep Eventually. riding that roller coaster. Eventually, I guess. but yeah. it's going to come back to the center a little bit. So, anyway, who the fuck are we? What are we doing? We are Aaron. champions of Ronald DeSantis. Um, <laughs> we are the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. Oh, that made we, me feel dirty. I know it did. It should. You are dirty. You're a dirty little boy. <laughs> We are the Whiskey Reel. You know it. You love it. If you don't, you don't. If you do, you are with us. I love meeting all of you out and about and talking about what we're talking about. We have a lot of brethren. We have a lot of like-minded people that listen to the program, and, and, and that's okay. But I encourage you also to listen to other people that are smarter than us, because most of them are. And I listen to. I, I encourage you to listen to smart people that have other ideas. There's not a lot of those. I'm sorry. That's not my fault. Don't listen to Jordan Peterson. Don't listen to Ben Shapiro. You will learn literally nothing or less than nothing. You will come away being worse. At the very least, you can come away knowing a little bit more about yourself and a little bit more about the alcohol you put in your body. Ooh. I can't promise you anything else. That's it. I like it. But it could be fun. You might be hiking right now listening to us. Look up. You see a tree. I have a really sad bird story that just hit me that happened today that was super fucking weird i want to want to hear that story okay we're gonna talk about it but we are in cloud city our benefactor mr blake crouch is back in town you can feel his energy as it permeates through our small small town his yeah. big 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 energy i didn't say big dick energy because carrie lake ruined it 
and uh, hopefully we'll see him soon. Bobby's seen him a couple times. He yeah. reached out to me yesterday. Hopefully we'll have a little shindig, do a little BBQ, and catch up real quick. He can tell me if Joel Edgerton has a giant hog. That's really all I want to know. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, we're going to be here uh, tickling your ear holes. So I hope you enjoy it. Sitting across from me is the administrative assistant of the aforementioned Playcraft. He books dinners. I do. Airfare. He buys tennis shoes. Whatever you want, Bubba. Whatever, Whatever you needs. want. You know, he is in a semi-successful relationship. He is <laughs> wearing the flannel that the dog attacked him in while he was at um, a townhome. It's true. That's, I, I saw it earlier. I didn't say anything. <laughs> he may it's have still a, a good flannel. He may have a thrombosis. I don't know. I do. Uh, you do. Wonderful. I do. I do. Uh, he bought a lovely uh, bottle of alcohol today that he will talk about. But sitting across from me is one of my besties. He's one of my besties. This is the Bobby Duke, which isn't an overrated movie. This is, <laughs> we'll talk about some shit later. This is Bobby Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noyes, y'all. Well, guys, you know him. You love him. And you know who he is. He's my everything bagel. Woo! He is the general manager of my heart and my soul. Yeah! He's in charge of everything. Oh, Jesus. I've, I've been letting you down. But he's also <laughs> the opposite of Dorian Gray. Yeah! There it is. <laughs> There it is. My buddy, Sir Antonio Brenderes <laughs> of the Ukrainian Brenderes's. <laughs> we were trying earlier today to, yeah. tr- to find a bottle of Ukrainian vodka. By the way, real quick. Yeah. Before we talk about that. Um, weren't the Russians supposed to steamroll Ukraine in like a day and a half? That was supposed to How happen. did that go? How did that go? Real quick. Not great. Not great. Still isn't going great, by the way. All you Russian apologists. I know none of you listen to this program, but if you know any people that apologize for that fucking tyrannical piece of shit country, just ask them. So when? I thought it was last week. Is it the next week? Or when are you guys doing it? I don't think they're tyrannical anymore. I think they're a fucking mob family. No, it's it's tyranny. You know what I mean? I think. It is... Mob of, means of a, of a that, sort. Mob means that there's levels to the game. There are no levels. It's auto. It's it's a complete authoritarian tyranny. That's I think, it. I think Putin's a gangster. Even the billionaires are scared. He'll kill billionaires. He don't care. No, he doesn't care. He smoked one a couple months ago. I know. Fucking Putinovich, dude. Putinovich. <laughs> bringing the fucking. Bringing the heat. <laughs> My little Putina. So yeah, we were. <laughs> We were in the liquor store, and I was like, so I guess we have embargoes now with with, uh, Russian products. Oh, yeah. As we should. We were looking at Russian versus Ukrainian vodkas on the shelf. Yeah. um, No Ukraine. At our favorite liquor store, which is Wagon Wheel Liquors. (sighs) Wagon Wheel. The Wagon Wheel. (sighs) Wagon Wheel. Um, And there was one Russian vodka on the shelf and zero Ukrainian which makes but total sense. There, it does make sense. There's not a lot of Ukrainian... <laughs> when, when you were fighting off an invader and your actual life, making vodka is probably not high on your list. Might not be what you're doing. I mean, you're probably doing it in a toilet somewhere, in sure. a bomb shelter, because I would be. I would drink it with you. Did you ever... Okay. Do you ever think, like, if you were in an apocalyptic film, like, based on your skill set, I'm like, I'm going to be the cook. 
Sure. Like, yeah. it, it, you just discovered From, right? Yeah. Okay. We're not getting in the show. But if you were put in your place, like, this is the guardian, this is the this, yeah, yeah. I, I would be the cook. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I don't even know what I would do. I mean, I would, like, I'd, I'd make some bomb shit. Yeah. But that would be it. I'd be cookie. But yeah, if I was in a world with no computers, I have no skills. That's what I'm saying. No skills. Who do you turn to? Yeah. <laughs> I've been told I'm okay at Cunnilingus. <laughs> That's o- it. Okay. That just kills it. And not- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what does Bobby do? Well, well if you well, have a computer, he could fix it. And if you like your box eating out, I mean, he's yeah. around. He eats pussy pretty okay. <laughs> he's around. <laughs> Sometimes you may not want to do it. Throw it at this guy. He knows where it's at. He knows basically where it's adjacent to. <laughs> He may slip a gooch in there now and then, but it's more aim and not intent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Sometimes it just. Sometimes he loses focus. It turns into the same thing. He's in the area, he's in the region. He's in the region. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. Why did you buy Bobby? Okay, so because boy, are really no Russian or Ukrainian vodkas to speak of. At this point, not anymore. We've embargoed Russian vodka, and the Ukrainians are fighting for their fucking lives. Like literally, um, that's fine. We just went with the Colorado vodka, and it's one that we are very familiar with, but we've never done on the show. Never done on the show. This is one that Rex actually uh, bought, and I never got into really like drinking vodka. I mean, I'd have a vodka and soda, vodka tonic, like whatever you know. Um, never a martini because that's not a real martini. Nope. Thank you very much. So I, n- but I martinis never... are not made of vodka. We they're, can just say that they're 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 not. They're not. They're not. So, but I she bought this one time, and I'm like, ah, I'm very hit or miss about Colorado product just yeah. because there's so much of it. So much, which means that there's a lot of bad, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just fucking math, bro. That's just string theory. Yep. Right. Quantum physics. That there's just more bad alcohol if there's more alcohol. Sure. So I figured, well, how good could it be? And then I bought it, and then I tasted it. I was like, hey. Yeah. So, so tell me. This is a, what, $30 handle. Handle, which handle. is a 1.75 liter, which means that it's two bottles and a quarter. Yes. Just for you mathematicians. From a little town, a little ski town. Heard of it. In Colorado called Breckenridge. Or if you're from there, you say Breck. Breck. I'm from Breck. Oh, my God. We're going to go to Breck You don't ride. even pronounce the CK. You go, I'm from Breck. Are we going to ride in Breck? Are we going to go to Breck? We can't afford Breck, though. we got to stay in Frisco. <laughs> gotta, oh, my God. We had to go to fucking Steamboat because I couldn't go to Breck. <laughs> but this, this vodka, Breckenridge vodka... Um, they say that it's from Rocky Mountain Snowmelt, which That's just means true. it comes from a fucking river. That's just not true. Because basically... Because it's water. 90% of the water in Colorado <laughs> yes. is from a fucking snowmelt. Welcome to Colorado, everybody. Because it snows here. I don't know if you guys have noticed. but uh, I noticed this winter. Yeah. Suck it. Um, the funny thing about this vodka that I notice right off the bat is that it tastes incredibly clean. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't. I mean, as vodkas tend to do, they don't have a huge flavor profile. No, as you, they shouldn't. They're, a new, they're almost a neutral spirit. Uh, it's close to a, a neutral spirit yeah. that as you're supposed to get for for the big five. 
But it's, what what do you judge vodkas on? I judge them on mouthfeel. I yes. judge them on. I don't want to taste alcohol. I don't want astringency. I want silky, mm. nice, right, smooth, something that gives me a really nice full mouthfeel. Yeah, and that that's what you're judging when it sure. comes to vodka. Um, a lot of people flavor is actually weirdly like the last thing. It's the only spirit in the world where people look for less, not more. You want less, um, and and which is why things are touted as being nine times distilled, eight times distilled. In the world of other alcohols, that would be a death knell, right? That would be the end of your business. Hundred percent. My bourbon's been nine times distilled. You'd be like, you shouldn't do that, my guy. Uh, but obviously, with clear alcohols. Not so much gin, because it has flavor. Every time he distills something, he strips something away. Now, you may strip something away, but what's left is clarified. It yes. is it is stripped down. It is naked. And for when you're using good initial product, that is okay. Um, we saw earlier today Haku uh, vodka, it's Japanese vodka, which is a rice vodka made from rice, um, yeah. which you can taste the rice in it and the, the inherent sweetness of rice. Uh, all of you have had like rice that isn't like salted and blah, 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 blah. It's inherently sweet. And you pick that up through the course of drinking it. It's very pleasant. It's very like uh, acutely aware of itself. It's one of and, my favorite vodkas. And it's no money, by the way. Buy Hayaku. I mean, let's stop fucking around. It's fucking this right. is $20 a fifth, $30 a handle. Obviously, buy the handle if you're buying it. Obviously. Um, 80%. What strikes me with Breckenridge that is different from other vodkas, not only um, just vodkas in general, but just Colorado vodkas. It's grain, yep. right? We don't do potato vodka here. No. That's a Russian thing. That, speaking well, of Russia. We're a grain state. <clears throat> we're a grain state. So it's wheat. Right. Um, and and sometimes you can get that grain in certain vodkas. Like, um, there's one vodka I really, really like uh, from Basalt that is here called Woody Creek. Yes. And it's uh, passed through um, uh, talc limestone. Yep. And it's got this cream, like, literally, it tastes like it's made with milk enzymes. It's got this creaminess that's, like, really interesting. Would it be a good mixing vodka? No. But it's good in other applications. This is universally probably the best Colorado vodka I've had because of the viscosity. Like Bobby said, you roll it around your mouth, that mouth feel. It feels mouthy. It's not like so ephemeral where it just hits you and disappears. There's nothing wrong with that either. I, I enjoy that sensation. But it has some more substance and some more uh, legs and roots to it, you don't get graininess. I really appreciate the fact that I don't taste wheat in nope. it. Um, it's this very clean, very uncomplicated flavor profile. Has a little bit of citrus that pops out. Has a little bit of um, weird peppercorny that pops out of yeah. a little bit. But all in all, it's a substantial vodka. It's not wispy, and I like that. So it mixes well. It sips. We're we're going old school Russian gangster. We're sip, sipping it out of shot glasses, yeah, like adults. We are drinking this vodka, and it's not cold. This is room temp, room temp, like grown men drinking vodka, just sipping, like like fucking men. And it could not be more. Could not pleasant. be more pleasant. You get a little chaser. You can have a little dippity do. We're doing some. Com we're doing boochies. 
Yeah, we're doing little some grapefruit kombucha. Little, little grapey boochies, and they're fucking amazing. You have a little sip of that, a little sip of that. Very clear, um, does not cloud the mind um, as much as other distilled spirits do. Bourbon tends to take you in a direction. Gin does, tequila. Vodka, a little bit more subdued, a little bit more neutral. It's just really, really, really hyper well-made and way too uh, inexpensive for the quality. For the quality, it's not the cheapest vodka we've ever done, but it is it's, right there. It's right in the wheelhouse. Do it's not a, buy anything else by a handle, except it's a, mono. It's a few bucks more than mono. That's the only rub. It's $3 more than mono a handle. This is a better vodka than mono. 100%. And we preach mono. Preach. We preach mono. I do. But this is better. Put mono in your well. This is cleaner. Yeah. This, uh, the, yeah. Like, it's a little heavier. It's a little more substantial and viscous than mono. Mono's a little wispier. It's a yeah. little, it's a little waterier, yeah, which isn't this, bad. This has a nice... Yeah. Like, this would make a great... If you're going to drink, like, a gimlet or something like that, where vodka is the centerpiece of it, this is a great vodka it's to hand your head. substantive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's something to this vodka. 100%. But my God, this is not like drinking clarified mouthwash. No. Which, which a lot is... of cheap vodkas do. It's just that shit that dries your mouth out. Right. That is astringent. It's an antiseptic. And it's antiseptic. Yeah, it feels that's like nail really, polish remover. That's a really good word for it. Right. Antiseptic And vodkas. it's not medicinal. And that's what cheap vodkas are. If yep. you drink Skull, you're just drinking something antiseptic. Dude, CP, brother. Just Clean, clean, wanna, a, clean a wound. You wanna, you wanna knock down a liter of Crystal Palace? <laughs> yeah, oh, Give me buddy. a call anytime. No thanks. <laughs> Tastes like charcoal. Kamchatka. Yeah. Well, but anyways, this is a great vodka. Thirty um, bucks. Buy it. Buy the wagon wheel. Doesn't make me cringe. No. Like everything tends to. So we right decided now. we were going to talk about a few things though that do make us cringe. Yes. In the media world, you guys know that's where we live. We are movie, TV, music guys. Yes. Um, that's what we're best at talking about. And we were talking about movies that are somewhat critically acclaimed. That, yeah. That people love. That. Or that are. Uh, universally accepted as being well done. Yeah. Right. But we find them a little bit cringy. Yeah. Like just, I don't. And it's hard because there's a difference between I won't watch it again, like Schindler's List. Sure. I watched it. It was brilliant. That's a different need, type of cringe. The subject matter, it's it, it's it's different when the subject matter makes you cringe, which is perfectly acceptable. There's like hyper violent movies that I wouldn't necessarily watch. like. I'm not going to watch Murders, no, anytime soon. Is it brilliant? One of the best horror movies ever made. Hundred percent. Yes, one hundred percent. I can't watch that movie a lot. It's very hard on me emotionally. Sure. And that's that type of cringe. And then there's cringe where you're just like. <sighs> Yeah. Ew. Yeah. No. It's so, the no. So it's no. You you brought up something earlier yeah. in, in our intro, which was uh, musical theater shit. Right. And I have two movies right off the top of my head that make me cringe so fucking hard that we're both very critically lauded, won tons of awards. <sighs> I know. I know. I know one of them. I probably know the second one. Okay. I'll start with the second one. Go ahead, because I th- we hadn't we didn't talk about this. Luckily, today, Sean Moe isn't here. But you're going to love this poll. The fucking remake of Les Misérables. Oh God! With Russell Crowe. Holy shit! And I bring up Russell Crowe because it is the cringiest scene. That is the worst musical performance on film 
outside of maybe cats, it's which is all of cats, all of cats, yeah, which was literally unwatchable. I wish they would have left the buttholes in cats because then I would have been like, at least I could have been like, look at that cat's butthole, <laughs> his butthole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've always but they wondered, took, but they, I've they always took wondered the what Taylor Swift's butthole looks like. <laughs> they That's took weird. the buttholes out. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, uh, that performance, and I'm not a big Les Mis guy. I'm a theater guy. I did classical theater my whole life. Never was a musical theater guy. Not huge on it. It feels very contrived and very... Uh, you watch Bob's Burgers, right? I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> musical theater to me is an episode of Bob's Burger. Where the kid tap dance and goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> that's all of musical theater to me in yeah. my brain. It's contrived, it's absurd, it's, it's over hard. the top. But but I look, I I know there's value and utility in it. I and I wish Sean Moe was here because he's a big musical theater guy, and I don't discount it for what it is. But it is what it is. It's like country music of theater. Where I don't understand it, I don't like it, but a lot of people do. So I guess, good on you. But that Les Mis shit? Whoa. Motherfucker. I mean... Who thought to cast him in that? I it, It's mind-boggling. Because, I mean, I understand casting Russell Crowe. Because Hathaway was, like, you know, transformative in it, right? She was wonderful in it, yeah. right? But, like, I mean, I don't like the fucking movie. I I, the movie is unwatchable. It's a French Revolution. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, we, we understand. <laughs> fucking whatever. frogs. But, no, the Russell Crowe musical performance is one of the most cringy things. For, That's a great pull, by for the way. That I level, love it. For that level of cinema. I love it. To have Russell Crowe singing a fucking song. I love it. Was, like... Like, I get it. Like, you're going to bring out Hugh Jackman in certain moments and make him sing. But he's a performer. Dude, Hugh Jackman is, is a wonderful performer. Like literal triple threat. Yeah. Like the old school 50s, like Catskills, but 20s Russell Crowe singing, singing a song. Do you remember the name of his band? I couldn't fucking watch it. Do you remember no, the name of I his don't. band? I do. What is it? He had a band in Please. Australia. Please. 30 odd foot of grunt. Oh, that's right. <gasps> Boy, that just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? He is... He's he's horrible. He's a talented guy. Super talented guy. I, I love I, Russell Crowe. who doesn't love Russell so Crow? many roles. Oh, 100%. I, I mean, obviously Gladiator, Kiss Kiss... Or not Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but the nice guys. Yeah. He's fucking phenomenal. Virtuosity. He's phenomenal in L.A. Confidential. He is Dude, he's the had, best you can't take your eyes off of. He's had roles in the 90s that you guys never seen, except you old people, and you know what I'm talking about. Either way... Horrible, horrible performance. Cringeworthy. Cringe e as what fuck. was your other musical? This one's a little more obvious. Okay, I I know what this one is. It's fucking dude. It's La La Land. <laughs> it's so stupid. It is the fucking <laughs> that movie. <laughs> when that when that movie started just winning everything, I could not. You okay? I could uh. not have been more bewildered at it's, what the fuck was happening. I, You know, I think there's times as human beings, because you got to remember when this came out. This came out during the Trump administration. Yeah. I think we want something so nostalgic optimistic. and easy and optimistic yeah. that let's dig. Bro. Let's see. So starring like Russell Crowe's 
co-star in The Nice Guys, Mr. Ryan Gosling, who, who I love. Who doesn't like Ryan Gosling? I love him. He's great. I think I he's, got nothing to say bad about Ryan Gosling. In fact, I will go so far as to Talented. say he is underrated. As an actor? Yeah. I don't know. Anybody underrates Ryan Gosling. I, he's more I, looked at like a fucking uh, Hawkeye. He's just such a pretty boy. But but he's the, what was the movie where he was one of the two killers when they were kids? Uh, Beyond the Pines. No, not Beyond the Pines. What was the other? When they were kids. Oh, Remember? Yeah, yeah, they were like yeah, serial yeah, killers. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Ryan Gosling could lay it fucking down. He's no. a great actor. Dude, seriously. He I think really he's a great is. actor. He really is. Stop dancing. Even when he's in bad movies, Ryan Gosling... He shines. Is, he, he, shines. he does. He, he, he shines. shines out. Yeah. I mean, dude, he was in fucking Remember the Titans. He was the hot kid with the abs I in Remember about the that. Titans. Like, I he and about Donald that. Faison were, like, the two hot young guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was Sunshine in Remember the Titans. That's hilarious. I always forget about... He was in that movie, but he was in that movie. Yeah. He I was mean, like a Disney and kid, you, too. And he was one of those guys that as soon as you see him, you're like, star. Star. That guy's a star. But don't tap dance. But don't tap dance. Stop it. And sing and fuck it. By the way, Rex. <sighs> Rex is like cheat code hall pass. Brand Gene Kelly. Che- Whoa. She is fascinated by Gene Kelly. Like, I, I'm, I'm well, jealous of a dead man. So let me ask you this. Like, like you know, but that's her scene. And there's a lot of women and men that are... Plus 35, that there's a nostalgic thing that happens when you see somebody do the, you know, hey, we're going to sing. They yeah. like, they, they, some clicks yeah. in their brain. Sean Moan does the same fucking thing. No, I know. Like, he's very, like, tuned into whatever that no, is. No, he is. And, and that, that, I'm not, there's nothing we're not negative that. at all. I'm just saying, I don't have that gene in me. I don't so when either. I see that, it makes me either. very uncomfortable. It makes me so uncomfortable. Like, the only thing I will say... It makes say, me want to crawl under a blanket. It, it makes me really, really uncomfortable. The only thing I will say that wasn't uncomfortable that I came around on was uh, Greatest Showman. So, okay, so that, that's... an endearing, but that goes back beautiful to, story. And it goes back to Hugh Jackman being capable of actually pulling off that type of performance. He's believable in it. But he the, has the chops. But, but the, the music and the setting and everything, it was a, a, a really, really well done production. Do I want to see it every day of my life? No. No. No, thanks. But do I, do I want to see Hamilton every day? No. 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 But no. my daughter does. Yeah. That's fine. Makes me, it's cringy for it's me. It's super cringy. It makes it's me. It's cringy for me. I, when, you know what I don't like? Spontaneous rap. No. Drives me. No, what are we fucking? What are we doing? What are we doing right now? We're just breaking out into a rap, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's that glee shit where I'm just like, I don't stop. But it's like it's like pitch perfect. It's like Uh, oh, we're just gonna break out into a spontaneous fucking hip hop, which we know is not spontaneous because it's very scripted. We're not doing. We're not doing that. I hate Um, it. It's like flash mobby shit. I don't. I don't. Can you imagine being in an actual flash? No. I would would leave so fast. No. I would be around the corner doing something else. I'd be so embarrassed. Like, no. I'm embarrassed. And I get it. We're being really curmudgeon y saying that. We are. just people being dumb and fun and and having fun. Whatever. And that should be a good thing, but stop it. And we're not trying to shit on people having fun. Just stop it. We're not. 
but god damn it, I don't want to be a part of it. Fucking stop it! I don't want to be there um, for it. Okay. I hate your fun. Never. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was our episode today. I hate your fun. I, I think I'll um, call it that. Call it I hate your yeah, fun. I hate your um, fun. There's movies out there, though, that we all know, that some of you may know, some of you may not know. That some of these might gonna, be kind of obvious. We're going to disagree upon some of these. Uh, Bobby brought up a much disputed director. Okay. And only disputed because, like, some of his recent works have been, like, arguably up his own ass. And and, oh. and, and listen, when yeah, you're... When I you're, know what we're talking about. When you're a major creator, when you're a musician or a director, I defy you not to go up your own ass like everybody's telling you how amazing you are and pouring money on top of your head and no it feels like no matter where you walk it's gold and it lights up and it's like the yellow brick road and he's an auteur he's and like he, a he's true a auteur. fucking true auteur we're so, talking about christopher nolan christopher and, nolan and we're talking about a movie that divisive was, he's divisive he's i mean yes he is divisive he is divisive he's lauded He's very loud. This movie, at the time... There's I, a very loud minority that rails... And I don't agree. And I don't agree. Number one, I'm coming from the side of I don't agree with the loud minority. Okay. Because I, I, I can see it for what it is. I sometimes do. Inception. Yikes. Okay. Don't fucking say yikes. <laughs> That's so stupid. Okay. Inception is a difficult movie. And I'm not saying people don't like it because they don't understand it. I think people do understand it and they still don't like it. Yeah. I think I get it. No, you get it. It's not that hard to get. It's it's something inside of something, inside of something, inside of something. It's not it's the the premise of a, a Russian nesting doll. Like that visual in your brain is not hard to conceive of. No, I can. When you talk yeah. about time and memory as being that Russian nesting doll, it's not hard to go. Oh, I get it. He's this guy in this, and then he's thinking about that, and he goes to that. That I don't know where people get so butthurt about this movie because it feels. Granted, was it masturbatory visually? Yes, it's Christopher fucking Nolan. But it's brilliant. But it's visually. brilliantly acted. It's amazingly done from a fucking that was all practical like yeah. he was moving rooms and yeah it was so the, the the visual aspect of it was brilliant the acting was fucking phenomenal. oh dude talk about the cast for a second you it's, don't need to it's everybody it's just say, say a name it's tom hardy. they were in it tom hardy's the best part of that movie nah, i don't know who's the fuck off i don't know who's better in that movie i than like tom joseph hardy. gordon levitt I love um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I, just I, like I, I like that kid. By I the way, Joseph Gordon-Levitt will at times break into song. So I'm not- <laughs> he really does. God damn it! Five hundred days of summer. <sighs> he will break you're into right, song. You're right. He will break right. into song. A much disputed movie as well. Very much a musical. Uh, but I love him. He's he's a, he's great a sweet kid. kid. Good sweet actor. Kid. Great actor. You know what I mean? Go watch Hesher. Yeah. Oh, Hesher's um, amazing. Go watch Hesher. It's the opposite I, of cringy. It's the opposite of cringy. Um, Inception was weird. It felt very masturbatory. Subsequently, uh, Nolan's made Tenet, which is even more divisive, which I understand the hate on Tenet more because it was so over-the-top masturbatory that I'm just kind of like, come on, dude. Also, it's it, bad. I don't know if it's bad. It's pretty bad. I don't think it's bad. It's I just bad. think there was choices made that were incorrect in my mind. Yeah. Sometimes directors forget that pe- like they're making movies for people to watch. That's the big rub. So musicians make songs that they don't realize people have to hear. I think this is important. 
But when talking about Christopher Nolan, I will tell you that my most fucking favorite Christopher Nolan movie is also preposterously stupid. It doesn't oh, make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think The Prestige is his best movie. Like, better than The Dark Knight, better so than weird. Inception. But so I weird. love that fucking movie. Such a weird pull. I love the fucking... I think you're just being an also-ran. I just love that fucking movie. I think it's incredibly well-acted. I think Well, it, everything he does looks amazing. So it's a movie it's that... It's never about what you're seeing. It's, it's one of the only movies where the twist in the movie makes you want to watch it more. Like, you're like, that. oh, I want to watch this movie. Again, to see where we disconnected, yeah. yeah that I'm like, Well, man. Inception does the same thing. It kind of does. I, I won't argue with you on that. I think the prestige also makes no fucking sense. The fucking science you behind it. You just enjoyed the, it more. You just, I, just, I really enjoy that so, movie. So, at the end of the day, and we get up our own asses when we're talking about stuff like this. Of course we do. At the end of the day, you have to enjoy it. And that's why I, 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 I pay no mind to people liking things that I don't like, if it literally brings them enjoyment, who the fuck am I, dude? Like, and that comes with age. I was a curmudgeon artistic snob most of my life. And I've come to realize after having a daughter and getting old that like, look, man, if my daughter likes dancing to some vapid dumb shit i don't care she's having literally her life is better right now because of it so there comes that rub as well where you're like are you mad because you didn't like it the way you wanted to are you upset with it because it lacked something or like where is the cringe involved because there's other movies that we definitively know as cringe because they may not be um, able to be made today. So like, like Porky's we talked about or shit like that. Oh, like like yeah. teenage booby films that we grew up with. Sure. Sure. Um, I saw Porky's when it came out. In, in the a theater, theater. You told me. With my family. My weirdest, whole family. That is the weirdest thing I've ever Went heard. to see Porky's. That is weird. That's like going to see like Deep Throat. It's so bizarre <laughs> that my whole family... But the that was- only person in my family that had any perspective on that was my dad. And I remember my dad telling me, he's like, it was a pretty fucking funny movie. He's like, I just don't understand why we all went to see it. Because, like, obviously my dad had no choice. It was just, it was just- my brother, my yeah, sister, yeah, yeah, yeah. my mom. Just it beat was you like, up. No, Porky's is... He beat him up. Popular. Sure. And we should go see it. And it, it was. Like, this wasn't an obscure movie. No, this it was, was a- universally lauded as weirdly being Weirdly like- big movie. Weirdly big. Like, we're talking about weird science level. It was like a like, Canadian movie that at the time had nobody famous in it. At, no, there was literally nobody A couple of people from the movie... Became famous. Became famous post-Porky's. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall, probably be the most notable. The biggest, yeah. Who's in the funniest scene in that in the fucking movie. movie. Yeah. But from that perspective, how cringy The was whole thing. So cringy. It was teenage boy fart jokes, boobies. It, it, but that was a that was a genre of film. It was like, like I mentioned, weird science. That is Ooh, super cringy. That's cringy. Like it's teenage boys on a computer trying to create the perfect girl. That at the time it seemed like this was. I watched that at twelve, mm-hmm. and my parents had no problem watching it at twelve. Was it sexualized to a degree? 
To was there nudity? No. Did uh, Anthony Michael Hall's... Um, yeah, that's right. There was the no cr- nudity. The cringiest black acting performance ever? Yes. That Whoa, happened. and by the way, that went on for a long time. But it was, at the time... The that was funniest, a long scene. It was the funniest thing I ever saw as a kid. Cause I, oh, I thought it was the I didn't know you were been. allowed to do that. Well, you're not. Right. <laughs> See what I'm saying? But no, no, no. And go back to fucking, uh, go back to fucking, um, 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 blah, 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 blah. come on, John Landis, uh, Animal House. Animal House. Yeah. The white frat kids going into the black bar. Yeah. Yeah. Cringe. Yeah. Cringe. What is your major? Primitive cultures. Uh, <laughs> yo. Stop. First of all, stop. Really funny joke. However, <laughs> listen. <clears throat> this is a question asked. That is yourself. such a funny and funny joke. Just because something's funny, sh- should it? No, we sh- we usually keep those in our. We brain. have filters, right? <laughs> yeah, we have okay. filters. Okay, but um, yeah, no, that is by the way not the most uncomfortable scene in that movie by far. I mean, there were so many uncomfortable. Like Belushi just peeking on the girls, panty raid, which is one the hottest fucking scene I've I had seen at that point in my life. Yeah, you were a little and two boner Bobby at the time. I don't think this is okay. No, sixteen candles. A lot of John Huston films were not okay. No, there was a lot of stereotypes. There was a lot of there was a lot of rapey sort of things going on. It wasn't cool at all. Like the shit we grew up with was like they 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 made vanilla. And baseline, and which is why I think a lot of the people that are in positions of power that are within the same demo as us have this weird, loose, hey, it's just a joke. Why are you getting so uptight? They have this weird sort of perspective and periscope to look through. And it's hard for younger people to understand, but like you went to go see Porky's with your family. I watched Weird Science as a kid at like fucking 11. All of this was okay. 16 Candles was considered a kid's movie. Breakfast Club, kid's movie. Like we grew up watching stuff where those gender roles and those uncomfortabilities and men's ability to... Um, dominate women and it's just a joke and it's okay and what are you what are you getting so worked up about that was part and parcel to our entire lives I mean they were like literally it was so mainstream it it, it was so normalized it was just normalized that it's that's what makes it so jarring for us probably as adult men (laughs) when you lose like 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 a younger generation comes up and they're like, you realize this is not okay, right? And then you realize, like, you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Now, and we get mad at that younger generation have, no, overall. I don't. I don't so. I'm not I don't mad at them. I don't but like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, as a culture, we're all pissed off because well, we're not allowed to fucking like watch rich, this cringy. Shit. Rich older people are are mad at it, and I won't. I won't you race know. signify on that, but like. When you grew up your whole life and it's okay to slap the waitress on the ass and you're watching fucking Porky's and um, it's fucking, you know, hey, what are you getting so worried? I just grabbed her tit. What are, you, what are you getting so fucking worked up about? When that was your life for decades, yeah, it's like the old bigot grandpa that still says the N-word. It's like... You could have that like, oh, she's just an uptight bitch. Dude, that was a literal go. Yeah. Oh, she's just an uptight bitch. 
in the 80s, it was like, why are you so stuck up? Yeah, you're stuck up. You're stuck, you're stuck up. up. Nobody says that She's anymore. like, no, I just don't like really being raped. Nah, I just don't groped. really like you touching me. Yeah. You, ah, yeah. shut up. Here's a 20. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. No, that was like... And now that I'm a dad of a daughter... Yeah. The thought of that fills me with seeing red rage. Yeah. And I the the fact that we normalize that I feel I don't I, I never contributed to it but like I it the zeitgeist contributed to it and that's real cringe and it's not about like I don't look I still look I'll say it you can bank me on it we all started saying the R word I miss that word yeah not because. It was used in any sort of inflammatory way. Maybe that's insensitive for me, and I'm sorry for saying that. But there's certain things, like, I always say, like, Rex and I talk, and there was a point where everybody in America said African-American, and then it became okay to say black again. Like, it feels like we realize, like, okay. Yeah. Here's a... It, it feels okay to say black and and, and I think it's going to feel okay to say certain things, but other things will never become part of the lexicon again. Right. And again, it's a pendulum swinging in directions. I, I think now that we realize we're assholes, we'll kind of figure it out. I had a weird moment yesterday morning. Really? I'm watching... Um, Wait, was your penis involved? Um, no. My oh. penis was in my pants. Oddly enough. I'm watching, um, there's a sportscaster that used to be on ESPN. He was a very famous guy. Now he's worked for NFL Network Forever named Rich Eisen. Mm-hmm. He does a very safe. He tries to run the 40 every year. It's just a, it's just a radio show. That's all it is. That's right? all it is. Dude, so, it's pretty vanilla. So his wife, Susie, I don't think she goes by Eisen. I think she kept her own name. I don't remember. But she's been an NFL sideline reporter for fucking 20 years. Mm-hmm. At plus. You know what I mean? She was co- hosting the show. Yeah. And she said the Shaq was coming on the show. And she's really good friends with Shaq or whatever. But she says, uh, you know, Shaq makes me feel like a midget. And I had that moment where I'm just like, oh, you're going to get canceled. I'm like, Susie, you can't say midget. You can't. You know what I mean? Right. And I was like, it does. Maybe. It was it was pretty innocuous, right? Can, she did didn't anybody mean say anything, anything by it. She's a Boston girl. Was there, She's fucking, you know, was no, there nobody four said a word. Trillion tre- no. tweets about it, and there was nothing really that I can tell. Thanks, Elon. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, but there was no maybe like, backload on her. Like, like, do you but, know what I'll put that in in congruency with? We still say Oriental rugs. Yeah, maybe but, there will be midget rugs one day. We a midget rug. Do, what I'm saying, follow me. <laughs> I'm following. Maybe there'll be instances where you can say things that make sense. Is it a even shag? Though, is it a shag rug? Even. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was Bobby Noise, everybody. At Bobby Noise. Does it just make uh, you feel short? No, no, no. I know, right? But no, what I'm saying is like, there's. And by the way, it should not be called an Oriental rug. By the way, like, but, but when you talk about objects, you can say that. When uh, you talk about yeah. people, you can't. There's an and, Oriental vase. Oh my god! Are... Which it sounds when you say it, you're like, no, you uh, hear it. You hear it. You, uh, you feel weird. You feel you feel weird, and that's cringy. Okay. It's okay for us to feel weird about saying things as we grow and learn. The thing with language is, it's never been the same for more than a second. 
We have taken words and done with them as we will. Remember when bad bad's not bad when bad's meaning good? Like yeah. we 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 are allowed as a society to take a word and change it completely. We changed fat to a good thing. We changed bad to good. We changed ill to good. We, we are- changed sick to good we're allowed we, to reappropriate we can do whatever we want with the language that's created as a zeitgeist as on mass we can do whatever we want it's slang it's the utilization of that but there's clearly things that don't make people feel good and i would go from a context of that not from i'm not allowed to say this anymore i would not want to say somebody that would willfully hurt somebody that if I'm for just, no reason. Am I am I coming off as just being mean? Yeah, there's there's no reason for me to know this word sucks to this person and still say it unless and, I'm an asshole. And more importantly to me, am I not a smart enough, articulate enough person to get my point across without using that baser language? I, there's always a better way to say something. True. You can be smart enough to fucking come up with a way to get your point across without being except curse words. Base. One well, no, of curse words are when that goes away. I hope I'm dead. Because like when we start canceling the word fuck. No. If I can't call listen, someone a cunt as a joke, listen. I don't want to live in that world. Listen. Nobody's ever going to take away curse words because there is nothing like a curse word to do to your brain what a curse word does you can't tell somebody that he's a flipping dum-dum the itch isn't scratched for whatever reason i'm not saying it's right or wrong or indifferent i'm just saying that is the one thing and as soon as i was able to prove through mit that did a 10-year study that smart people cuss on a regular basis and show that to my mom i told her to fuck off yeah go fuck yourself mom i said mom Suck my dick, you motherfucker. (laughs) All right. Guys, we'll be back in just a second. We're going to talk about a couple of other cringy, cringy things. Cringy. And we're back. Hey, nine seven zero four two six five three four four. That is our number. Yes, um, we're doing great on little text messages. I'm not going to get too deep into it. Um, we uh, Brian Erickson texted me about the Judgment Day podcast because I couldn't figure out who the fuck Ayella was from um, uh, Queen of the Damned. Oh. Do you remember her? Yeah. The beautiful little pop songstress that was that died only, crash? only in Queen of the Damned and then tragically dies like well, right Well, she had that. a huge R&B career. She, she did. It was, R. Kelly was involved. In, and um, <clears throat> Queen of the Damned was not a good movie. but It was not. Not a good movie. 
Not Boy. a good movie. Um, Although, so, yeah, shoot us some text messages, you guys. Uh, WhiskeyRillaGmail.com, all the socials. You know where to find us. Yeah. We love the input that we're getting. It's great. Keep I, going. Keep going. Keep yeah. going. Tell me, tell me what you think we don't know or what you think you do know. Yeah. Oh, exactly. also, like, if you know some cringy-ass movies. And or just cringy shit. Just cringy stuff. I mean, there's so much. To Dude. Be. The, the interwebs has brought us such a wealth of information. You know, it's like a series of tubes. So I think, do you think Number looking one. back, we will yeah. be called the generation of content? No, not us. Because we were... Well, not us, to, but, but this generation, like transi- what's happening right we're now. We're the transitional generation. So not us, but like this period of time. Will yeah. this period of time be called the content? I don't think they define it as such. I think everything's become content. It's become such a ubiquitous term in business yeah. and life. It's just Like content. when you say content to people, they already have an understanding of what you're saying. That 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 has never existed before. Prior to the inter- internet, nobody ever said content, and it meant anything other than content. It's an economy. The literal. There's it, an economy of content. There's a huge economy of content. That's there's, what this... There's 19-year-olds making more in a month than Bobby and I will ever make in our entire it's life. Un- and I hate to say that out loud, but it's true. But good for them. No, not good for them. They're horrible people. I hope they die in a fire. <laughs> Seriously, you didn't earn shit. Suck my dick. Uh, and and history will bear this out. Sure, my friends. Sure, yeah. I, I we've got several hundred hours of content. You've got you farted on somebody's face while they were asleep. Congratulations. <laughs> um, anyway, true. Uh, true. Let's talk about real quick. When we get back, we're getting back in the dip. We talked about cringe. We're going to talk about non-cringe real quick, just to catch you up on what we're watching or things we watched. Like. Yeah, this is non-cringe. Uh, Bobby, you were talk- talking to me about a series you started watching that I don't know anything about. I well, hate. I hate the fact that it's a period piece, but I will give it enough lenience. It is a period piece. It is, and it isn't. Um, it has a very modern sensibility about it, but it's not. Um, overreaching by any stretch of the imagination, but it's called the great. Okay. It's we're literally in the third season. I was told by a female friend that I had to watch the show and I was like, okay, fuck it. So I started watching the great and it is great. Yeah, it is. So it's the kid that played the beast in X-Men. So yeah. So Renfield in Renfield, he plays Peter, the great son. Okay. Um, Nicholas Holt. And he, <laughs> He's always been pretty good, but never. He's a, he's a he's a qualified actor, man. But there's never been any moment where I'm like, no. oh shit, I love this guy. Never been that moment until I started this show. Right. And his character is Peter's son. He's the um, emperor of Russia, and El Fanning, who is the younger, the youngest Fanning, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, she plays Catherine. And it's about her journey to go over to get married off to Peter. And what a complete fucking moron piece of shit that he is. Right. And he is so over-the-top fucking funny in this series. It's everything that comes out of his mouth is fucking magic. Hell yeah. And he's, he's hysterically funny. And at times weirdly cruel. And then... Like, obliviously sweet. So it's like Victorian life. Yeah. It was probably kind of how it was. <laughs> Where you're like, 
politely cruel all the time. Yeah. 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 And it's really, really well written. It's exceptionally funny. It is period satire. Okay. Kind of in a way. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And it's it's fucking great. And she brings forth this like naivete and kind of weird innocence, but also like being she has her moments where she can be really vicious and really ruthless and smart. But also she's always sort of just this kind of airheaded liberal for that time. Right. You know what I mean? Liberty. Like, was she a libertine? You know, because kind of. Well, not really, but like, he's the liberty. He's, he's a, a complete libertine. libertine. Yeah. By, yeah. by definition. Because his whole thing is just like, I can fuck whoever I want. Fuck, and suck, I, be merry. All I really want to do is eat pussy because he talks about it. In every episode of this show, he talks about <laughs> well, eating pussy. Hey. In every episode, it's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it's for not the anyone. Worst thing in the world, but the great is I think it's a Hulu series. Yeah, but whatever. It's a great fucking show. Fuck yeah, I recommend it to anyone. It really is fun. Unbelievably well acted from everybody that's in the show. Hell yeah! Like everyone on that show is really really great. There we go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been watching. I've been indulging. Hell yeah. And there's it's so funny. We're at the state now of the world that you can literally talk about a show that's been on for four seasons that nobody knows Nobody's about. No, nobody knows about Nobody it. knows about it. And it's cool to kind of discover oh, yeah. those shows that like you're like, why haven't I seen this? Content. Like, there's it, so much so content. Much fucking content. Uh, something that hasn't gone under the radar and will not for you, dear listeners is a movie, I don't know how to describe it, but motherfucker, if you enjoy, if you're a fan of the John Wick universe, which hopefully you all are, because uh, it's just so fun and stupid and ridiculous, there's a movie that came out um, recently that just hit theaters called Zisu. It's S-I-S-U, and it was in theaters for like a heartbeat. It's not a major motion picture release, but it's out on streaming now. It's worth everybody's time. And the the <laughs> the story is a Tarantino-esque John Wick uh, n- killing Nazis revenge movie. And it could not make me happier. It's an it's a a Finnish secret soldier He's an officer of the Finnish like Secret Service that kind of this is the end of World War II. Everybody's leaving. The the Nazis are like running and like burning everything behind them because they're fucking bad Cowards. losers. Um, so they're you know laying landmines and burning villages and killing everybody behind them. And uh, there's this gentleman. They call him the Immortal. You find out later, which is not ruining the story. But he finds a vein of gold that he's been searching for for a while, obviously. And he's by himself with a horse and a dog. He's just some old dude. And he finds the vein. He packs it all up in a backpack and happens to run into a platoon of Nazis. And um, the fun commences. (laughs) And people get landmines thrown at them. Um, Horses explode. Uh, (laughs) It is... So over the top and ridiculously fun. It's 90 minutes. They do it in six chapters, believe it or not. And it is 
some of the most bloody, gory, revenge, awesome, beautiful cinematography, beautiful, like, um, practical effects. Watch Sisu. I'm telling you right now, it is stupid fun. My daughter's 13. I had her watch it because I'm like, listen, killing Nazis is good. Yeah. At any point in history. They're the worst of the worst, and watching them die, yeah. cathartic. It's okay. It's cathartic. I'm fine with it. It's not hyper-violence if it's them. Yeah. Because they're sh- the literal worst of humanity. They're Nazis. Right. Okay. Are we going back to Bobert and MTG? Or- I, yeah, we're right okay. back there. Oh, we're right back there. Um, go watch Sisu. It's a small independent film, but it's so much fun and stupid, and it's... The hyper-violent revenge. I don't know what else to say about it. You guys know what I'm talking about. So that was the best thing I've seen. Are you feeling any wisdom this week? Um, I always feel a little bit of wisdom. Are you feeling any wisdom? I could feel a little bit of wisdom. You feel yeah. a little bit of wisdom? Um, I'll should feel we, a little bit of wisdom. Should we clutch our pearls of wisdom? Should I do it? Do it. We used to have an actual set no, we still have an actual sound effect. Do we? I put it in every week. Oh, I should listen more. And it'd be awesome if you um, heard our podcast. I podcast pro- is pretty good. I should probably listen. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, words of wisdom. Like Third Base said, words of wisdom. Um, it's been an amazing journey thus far this year. I think I touted 22 as being like the com- look everybody's still see they're hearing me they're yeah, hearing they're, me speak about yeah. them they knew we they're were in the middle me. of they something they knew we were in the middle of something um, <laughs> welcome to my life uh, I thought 22 after the pandemic and then 21 is kind of pandemic adjacent I thought 22 I was like 22 is here 22 is here I will say and I hope it is for you and I hope you can embrace this because it's it's only May right it's not too far into the year 23 is the year, man. Um, if it isn't, it can be. The only thing I will say is you have to continue to try to change it if it isn't. It felt like 20, 21, 22. Bad shit happened to me. Bad shit happened to Bobby. Bad shit happened to all of us, right? Probably lost some people uh, along that way. You probably had some weird job shit happen or financial shit happen along the way. I'm telling you we're in a upswing, but you've got to accept that it's an upswing. It's not always dearth and mire and muck. And as much as it feels like it some of the time, grab the upswing. There's an energy going upwards that if you can recognize it and appreciate it, you can grab it and actually go upwards. And that would be my only wisdom is it's happening all around me. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it with people I know. I'm seeing it with people I love. I'm seeing it with things going on in the world where it seems like there's a um, idiocy is lessening to a degree. It's never going away. Idiocy is lessening and, and, and things that are good and positive are increasing to a certain extent. Just got to recognize it and embrace it and ride that wave instead of being stuck in the quagmire of the negative, which, by the way, I don't fault you for because the last few years have been extremely difficult for everybody. But I, there's an opportunity to get out of it. You just like got to recognize it and move in that direction. I like that. 
Uh, we're talking about things on the show that are cringy and that are a little bit hard. Um, we're not talking about your penis. It's just a little bit. <laughs> so. <laughs> just a little bit. I know. Um, <laughs> I think it's important to recognize that social norms change and that we move through different times in our life and you can't hold on to the things that you held on to in the past. We have to be very careful about that, right? But I also think it's important to not lose our sense of whimsy and our sense of self-deprecation and being able to laugh at ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I watch our cultural climate and we become very, very enclaved and we become very, very um, hyper aware of our own positions. And that's not a bad thing, but when you lose your sense of humor about anything, you become at some point, if you can't laugh at yourself, you become the Taliban. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you've become something that is so um, mired in your position that you no longer have any flexibility and it's okay to get made fun of sometimes. Um, if you're out there on social media, which I know a lot of you guys are, I know I am, Aaron is not, but like nobody can laugh at themselves. Um, fucking Miami Dolphin fans can't laugh about <laughs> anything. Fucking um, members of our um, different communities, they can't laugh at themselves anymore. And I'm, I'm finding that to be very troubling because if we lose that flexibility to be able to have perspective on ourselves, it becomes very self-defeating because it's okay to have that that sense of, of, of whimsy in your life and like, yeah, maybe I can't take myself so fucking seriously all the time. And right now, what we're seeing in our political climate and our cultural climate is we're not lo- allowing ourselves to look inward and just be aware that, like, some of the shit we believe in is kind of ridiculous and funny to other people. And it's okay to laugh about that. And it it's even better to look at yourself and say, I'm kind of ridiculous sometimes. I'm a little bit ridiculous sometimes. And just laugh. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't all have to be cringy. You know what I mean? Like, we're it's okay. It's not the end of the world that you are kind of ridiculous. 